We're back, folks, and this is episode 57 of Two Minutes for Chatting. And week, uh, we've got a, a few clan games to cover. And, um, well, not really too many positives. Well, a, a few, let's be honest. There's been a few. Um, so we'll get around to that when we do. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, overall... Another three games, one win, two defeats. Um, not, not, not great. You could say. Nah, it's not, not, not a good, not a good start. Um, but it's, it's been a couple of weeks, um, since we last done this. So, uh, how are you doing? How are you doing, Sam? Um, wonderful, refreshed from not being on holiday, but just, not doing this. I think we had, uh, the the even more negative. Scotland football results last weekend as well. Oof. Uh, so, all in all, it's not really been been great. But what what about you? WBU. <laughs> uh, nothing. Really, I've been up too much. Uh, right. <laughs> so not, moving nothing, on. Nothing. <laughs> nothing to say really. Um, just life and. It is, yeah, and we're about two minutes in, and I think we should really, should really get going. Too much of this doom and gloom. <laughs> I was just thinking, sorry, just quietly. I was thinking about that um, Burnison sketch. And it was like he meets this guy that he <clears throat> went to school with or something like that, and it's like ten years after they left school and he sees him for the first time. He's like, oh my god, man, what, like, what have you been up to the last ten years? And the guy was just like, nothing. Like, nothing. You've done nothing in the last ten years. And what? And had he done absolutely nothing? No, no. It was just. It was just. It was just that that way, like. People, people just say I've done not been up too much. Aye. Yeah. It was your weekend. Ah, nothing. It was fine. Been a day in. Yeah. But over ten years, that was quite funny. It is well over the past um, two weeks. We've been doing things. Clan, clan have done nothing. And, and, and clan have done yeah. A wee bit. They've done a bit. Um, so we'll get we'll get fired right in, but not before uh, the usual question, which, if <laughs> any, clan, current or past players have worn the number fifty-seven. Uh, right. I think this is maybe a wee bit of a trick question because I think going back um, a few years when Lee Esters was wearing the number seventeen jersey, and then. Fast forward a few years where he was sort of brought back in as a sort of bit part player, I think he may have worn the fifty seven jersey at some point. He did, that's that's correct. So you you get all the points there. Uh, Is I, that it? I, I, one. I think so, yeah. I, I think that was because Cody Carlson had the seventeen. Oh, that's right. That year. So I think that's probably why he went fifty seven, but um yeah, so Esders was uh, quite a good player at times for us, I think. But the the that season where we just had every ex player and every player connected coming and playing a game was a bit strange. Yeah, it was not not a great season. One to Richard Tartan played, did he not? At one point, I think. Yeah, was he not number seventeen at one point as well? <laughs> Everyone was number seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so um, three games since since we last recorded. Um, obviously, all of these still on the road. We don't uh, come back home for a couple of weeks yet. But uh, the the first of those was a Challenge Cup game in Fife, and uh, we we'd both predicted, I think, a regulation loss. But in the end, it was a regulation win. So that was. That was something that was unexpected but positive. Yeah, a, a pleasant surprise. Uh, definitely, just you know, after both the games against Dundee, you were fearing the worst. Um, but Fitzy managed to get a, get a response out of the guys um, for the Fife game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we know that the rivalry and stuff there, and um, you know, like obviously players as well would be fired up for it you would you would like to think and uh, definitely seemed to have it yeah and when you look at the 
strong start that they've made, I guess, overall to the season. It's actually it's quite a good win that got got us going, as you said, our first win um, in a, a hard place to go at. I didn't really fancy us, but in the end, uh, we've, we've gone and done the job. Two goals in the second period. In fact, all goals on in the game. Both teams were um, on special teams. Two, the first two in the second period for us. Matthew Wah with a, a good shot after being played. The puck from behind the goal from Chad Rowe and then the man himself, Rowe, with a somewhat scrappier goal, but a, he managed to tuck the puck under Adam Morrison for... 2-0, I think Earhart with a the shot there. And then uh, Tansky put his 3-0 up with a short-handed goal three minutes into the third period uh, with some a wee shout-out there to the Fife commentary team. I thought that was an excellent description of what probably all Fife fans were thinking at that time. Um, and then... Fife came back in it with eight minutes to go. They got a goal from Danik Goti and then about a minute later one from Crowder to make it a nervy last six or so so minutes. But we held on 3-2 in the end and actually um, a win in Fife at any time is, is good. But to bounce back, as you said, from those Dundee games was, was excellent. Um, and a couple of our top guys getting on the score sheet and you'd have thought that would give them a bit of confidence. Yeah, um, you know, guys like, like Chad Rowe, you know, seen bits and pieces of, but not really as a hit the ground running as we'd have, as we'd have hoped, but uh, go on assist against Fife is always going to get the, the supporters on your side. So, um, but I think, you know, by, by all accounts, it seemed like he had a really good game. Um, yeah was so. was he man of the match I've got a feeling he might have been given man of the match uh, either him or Matthew well, I'm not sure but uh, yeah as you say a good a good start for him up there and a few of the, the newer players wouldn't know really well they'll be aware of the rivalry and stuff but that'll be their first time in Fife so um, fairly intimidating place to go and um, good to, to come out with a win of course it is Challenge Cup, you'd have well, I'd have certainly preferred that to be uh, league points, but uh, you can only only win what's what's in front of you, really. Um, and uh, I think a pretty good game from Colleen as well. All in all, he faced, I believe, forty four or forty six shots, something like that. Um, so he he was relied upon a wee bit there, but came up. Came up good again. Yeah, that was one of the, one of the points I was wanting to talk about was um, possibly a, re- a recurring theme throughout all three games that we're going to discuss. But forty four uh, saves or shots, sorry, uh, against Killeen and twenty two shots uh, against Fife. So um, you know. Yeah, not, not great in terms of going forward and uh, again sort of defending like, probably talk a bit more about, about the D and uh, performances there but um, you know with those stats you, you kind of look at it and think maybe maybe we were quite lucky to, to get away with a win there yeah I mean that's uh, that's Ryan Nye levels of <laughs> uh, shots against there isn't it really um, and when you think you think overall, yeah, we, we've we've only conceded two goals there. When you you compare that to the previous weekend, I mean, yes, we're we're letting in fewer goals there, but uh, that number of shots you can't really expect to to only concede a couple of goals every game if you're giving up that many shots. No, definitely not. Um, but you know, I think overall. Uh, it was a pretty solid performance, you would you would have to say, for about fifty minutes or so. Um, shaky last ten minutes, obviously, when you start taking penalties and uh, you know you're, you're left short at the back, and you know a couple of power play goals for Fife and they're right back in it. Um, so 
I'm not really too sure that I, I've not seen the the Matthew Wara uh, spearing. No, I don't think it was on the highlights. No, just just on the highlights. Um, <laughs> I do, I, I'm guessing you've watched them. Right? I have, yeah. Right. So, well, a few takeaways. One, one that we've already mentioned from the highlights is the the commentary on on Tansky's goal. Yeah. Um, the sort of Rangers TV like. Uh, commentary lack there. of enthusiasm yeah um, the other thing well a couple of other things I want to mention was one of them <laughs> at one point it was just they showed the same highlight twice yeah I remember and, that yeah and nothing even happened in it yeah I remember thinking that something had gone wrong with uh, with what what I'd been doing and then realised it was actually just yeah a repeated incident in the video yeah, I thought, I thought I'd skip back or something like that. But, yeah. uh, and then finally, it's just the, the lights. Or like this. I, I don't know if it's like a shite Instagram filter that they've got on uh, on the cameras. Yeah. It's, but it's really dull. It, it's almost certainly not that dull there. I've actually never been, but um, there's no way they could play in the light that comes across <laughs> in the cameras anyway. Uh, no. but um, no, it's they're they're obviously not quick to to put them out when they when they've not won, and also certainly not against us. Um, so they were only reared their head earlier today, I think. So, um, we've at least got something to talk about. There's always the the goal videos, but they don't quite give the same uh, yeah. build up and things like that. But no, the 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 WAP penalty wasn't wasn't on there, there was clearly no further action taken. I don't know, I've not seen it so can't can't really comment, but did did give them two two goals on the the five minute major, so uh, not good really either way. And then at that time yes we'd been scoring a couple of power play goals but the penalty kill a wee bit shaky there. Yeah, a wee bit probably just nerves as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean they they got the momentum at the end. It's difficult, it's no doubt. And that's why you got to give credit, I guess, that they did hold on in the end, because that could have easily gone three all, and then an over yeah, uh, an inevitable overtime defeat. But yeah, they did well. Yeah, well, I mean, you you could look at it and say, you know, that that clan team last year probably would have given up that game, um, especially at the start of the season last year. Uh, we're going two, three nil up in games and end up losing. So, from that point of view, I guess it's it's good to see, um, you know, the defence and the team as a whole can can hold on and, and take the win. Yeah, and of course we were without Craig Moore for that game, and this weekend just passed. So I believe Tansky was filling in on D, and then there was no Bierum for the Fife game, but there was, uh, this weekend there. Um, so again, being short, it was it was quite positive, and although we kind of joked about the the negative spin at the start of the podcast, that was a a decent weekend. Only one game and getting the two points. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have to get really nothing to add. No, it's minute. fine. It was a kind of it was a kind of segment ender. You can that tell just, them they've done this for a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. Just needing a wee bit of oil in the machine. Um, sorry about that folks That's, that, that won't happen again that's uh, staying in <laughs> so um, moving on then to Saturday and Sunday there um, going in like looking at it from the outside you'd think that these are probably two of the hardest games we could have away from home Belfast and then Cardiff back to back Um and that's that's really how it turned out. We'll we'll get to Belfast uh, to Cardiff in a minute, but uh, Belfast ended in a a six one defeat for us. Um, a tough night really, and not really too many positives to take. I don't think we were kind of outclassed from all accounts and from seeing the highlights. Yeah, um, I'd actually I'd, I'd written down, <laughs> I'd written down like we sort of. We notes after every goal. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, I'll, 
Yes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bore you all with them, but I'd um, actually done the same, so we are gonna bore you. Right, okay. Um with the right, we'll go a goal each then. On you go, yeah. I've I've got about three words or something for each, so we'll see see how <laughs> similar the opinions are, but yeah. Right. Fire away, I'll, you go I'll, first. I'll run through the scores for, uh, scores first of all. Yeah. Right, so it finished six one, uh, to Belfast. First period, um a short handed goal. Um, to put Belfast one 0 up from uh, Brian Ward was the goal scorer there, assisted by Lewis Hook. Um, so you know, going in the first, the end of the first period, only one 0 down, you're still in it. Uh, so I don't, I don't think we played particularly poorly um, in the first period, but then shortly after the break, it started to go uh, a bit haywire. Um, you've got Jordan Smotherman. Uh, with Belfast's second goal on the power play, assisted from uh, Patrick Ronke. Uh, is it? <laughs> Curtis Hamilton? That is Curtis Hamilton, yeah, you're right. I just wrote Hamilton, so. Yeah. Bad started saying. <laughs> Good goal for Motherwell, assisted Hamilton and Airdrie. Right. <laughs> uh, closely followed by. Uh, a goal from Curtis Allen. Um, 25 minutes in. Assist for, uh, went to Morgan and Garside on that one. Uh, I see what Morgan. you did there. Get rid of the first names, that's it. Slide <laughs> straight through there, smooth. That's it. Scott Pitt pulled a goal back uh, on the power play for us to make it 3-1. Put Fallon Becker with the assists there. Um, and then it wasn't long before Belfast made it 4-1. Lee, uh, Lee Morgan with the Fourth goal for them, assisted from Warden Long. Uh, Kieran Long then scored Belfast fifth in the third period. Assists on that one went to Ward and, and Rain. And uh, to round it off, Curtis Leonard got Belfast sixth goal with uh, Ronka and Smotherman with assists on that one, one minute from the end. So uh, that was the, the end of the scoring. And I'll, I'll hand on, hand on to you to give give us your thoughts. Um, right. So I mean, obviously, weren't wasn't there at either game the weekend, so can only go from uh, highlights. Didn't didn't see the webcast or anything. So a wee bit, uh, a wee bit dancing in the dark, I suppose. But uh, I think o- overall, before I, I go into. The goals. I think Belfast are a very good team, and uh, it's going to be hard for for any team really to go to go there and do do well. So I don't I don't want it to come across as you know too too negative. It is still early and guys are finding their feet and stuff. But um, the the pattern is is not ideal the way we're kind of conceding goals and stuff. But um, the the first one was. Was a bad mistake from Chad Drew. Uh, any short-handed goal conceded is looks bad, um, and this one was. I, I thought it was. It looked quite a good save from Clean in the first instance, and then the guy gets a, a second bite at it to to put it in. Um, the second goal, Smotherman was just sort of left alone in front. I think, as we'd said earlier, the theme was. Um, a couple of goals maybe that Clean would would want to do better, but a lot of them he's he's given sort of no chance. There's guys with quite simple, simple tasks to put pucks away in front of the net. Uh, the third goal was a cross crease pass, which goalie can't really do much about. Uh, our goal was was on a five v three, so again another special teams goal, doing all right there. Um, it was a, a shot from Puffal, I think, and Pitt manages to, to put away the rebound. You, you like to think you're always going to score in a 5-1-3. 4-1, I've just written Messi. And unfortunately, it's not the Barcelona player. Uh, I just think, I remember it being a, an untidy, sort of scrappy goal in front of the net. 5-1 was a, a wraparound to the guy left in front of the net. And six one. I've thought Colleen maybe want to do better, but he was potentially 
screened a wee bit. Um, but at that point, you know, it's one minute to go. It doesn't really make too much of a difference. But all in all, a theme of poor goals conceded uh, and not looking really that solid. You know, it's okay to give up a lot of shots as long as they're perimeter kind of thing, but we're giving away clear chances right in front of the net, and that's sort of worrying. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's not good. Uh, wasn't good reading that at all. Quan uh, had 23 shots, so again, even going forward, that's not good enough. Um, talked about the power play. Power play's been good, yeah. Um, I think the shot, the shot from Pufal, I think, hit both posts, and so sort of bounced uh, in behind Owen, and I think that's uh, just managed to get his stick to to poke it in. But um, yeah, I think for the for the Belfast goals though, uh, to lose the the short-handed one, um, yeah, okay. I mean, it's a it's a mistake from Row. So um, you know, players are are going to make mistakes like that. But yeah. Disney need us to tell them that. I mean. <laughs> I'm sure he would have got around. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, Smotherman's goal was a bit of a kind of scramble in front. It was cleared out to the blue line. I think it was Ronka that played it back in. And Smotherman's just kind of unmarked, really. Uh, gets a touch. That was the one that uh, clean stopped that we stick, but the momentum sort of fell. He fell on top of the puck in it. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was really unfortunate that one. Um, but some of the other ones, uh, again, I thought uh, Belfast's third goal, uh, Hamilton skates in from the from the blue line. Um, I don't. So I'm watching it back. I think it's Matt Cowlett. Uh, doesn't track him back and just so it makes it more difficult for Pitt because I think Pitt's trying to get back. Um, that's. Possibly an experience uh, on on how it's part. I'm just trying to think. Like, yeah, I know I've been I've been sort of, I've been quite critical of of Colleen since he's since he's come in. That's maybe not it's maybe not fair. Um, I think that overall there are a couple of goals that he'd maybe want back, but um, you know overall it's it's mistakes from everywhere in the team uh, that's kind of letting letting him uh, down. In the end, there's only so many shots that you can yeah, well, face on a night. That's what I'm going to say. Um, you're obviously you're going to see more, more errors probably with the more shots you face. It's unlikely that, um, you know, you're you're going to see that the more shots you face, the the lesser are going to go in. That's just not really realistic to expect that. Um, I don't know how many shots did Belfast have. Do you know? Thirty eight. Right, okay, so... so that, again, nearly double. Yeah, and a, a lot of those are what you'd probably call grade A chances. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, not, really, not again, really helping them there. It's, um, no. It's, uh, yeah. it's not good, so there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff defensively that I think we can work on. But look, they are a very good team. You've seen them come off some decent Champions League results. Um and I think, yeah, as I said, they're, they're going to beat a lot of teams quite well this, this year, but there's some simple things that we could probably improve on and you want to keep the game a bit tighter, especially when you're on the road. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't think, like, uh, I don't think discipline was an issue in that game. Um, we only took three, uh, three penalties in the, in the whole game, so I don't think that was an issue, really. I mean, uh, we did concede one power play goal, but... Um, Apart from that, it was just you know sort of defensive errors and you know not singling any player out in particular because I think everybody had an off night. Um, but that's just that's just the way it goes sometimes. But yeah, you're right. Belfast are are a really good uh, team. Um, they've done pretty well as well in the Champions Hockey League. Uh, but you know, I was I was kind of hoping that maybe going here at this point in the season would be would be a good time to get Belfast when they're uh, you know, doing a lot of travelling back and forward. Uh, you know, a lot of grueling uh, games in the in the Champions Hockey League, as we know. So yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, just a, a bit disappointing, I think, overall. Yeah, um, just because we've, we've talked about it in the past, um, the, some of the stats that are now obviously up on the website lets us see um, a couple of different things. Face-offs, it's always been one of our gripes, I guess, um, against Fife. We are fifty seven percent in our defensive zone. It was fifty fifty in the neutral zone and four fifty three percent in the offensive zone. So, um, just edging the face offs there, uh, which is good. And I think kind of that sort of thing does help, as we've said, but also reflects in the scoreline. You look at, uh, hopefully not setting myself up for a fall here, but you look at the Belfast <laughs> game, um. And uh, they've won the face-offs uh, more than us in defensive and attacking zones there. Um, so just wee things like that, I think, that, that make a difference. Um, s- small decisions and uh, whatnot. But definitely a, a tough night to go to Belfast. And, and I don't think we'll be the first there. Um, but But looking for improvement. And I think we're looking for a short-term improvement the next night in Cardiff. Um, really, a, again, a, a very difficult place to go. Uh, and in the end, a, a 5-3 defeat. Um, I guess the, the three goals, a bit a bit more of a positive, scoring three on the road, uh, but conceding five again. And um, it was, in fact, 5-1 until the last last 10 minutes I think so a bit of a fight back but again uh, we're not not doing too much to, to help the goalie and defensively looking a bit suspect yeah um, you know, it was a, a, a promising start for us going one up and then um, just kind of collapsed and it was looking a bit like um, you know the, the Belfast game the night before as well we losing 6-1 and you, know, you find yourself 5-1 down against Cardiff um, you know, so in a way, it's good to see that there's still a bit of fight there, even though you're five one down. You can still um, pluck away and pull a couple of goals back. But um, really, uh, did Cardiff just uh, take their foot off the pedal a wee bit? Yeah, and again, they've they've had um, some really smashing results in the, their Champions Hockey League travels. I think they're top of the group. Um, so in a, a pretty good place to to progress they would think um, but as you said yeah the, the first goal was went to us and it was a, a fairly fortunate bounce you could say but he also I think Laporte did try and bank it in off bounds uh, when he got the, the narrow angle so sort of made his own luck there um, three and a half minutes in and then uh, we were 2-1 down after the first Goals from McNamee and Forney, both on the power play. So, um, again, you got to really stay out the box. Into the the second period, it was a, a tight one, to be fair, and only a goal from Riley put them uh, 3-1 up. Then the fourth period, Pope and Richardson make it 5-1. Uh, and then we get couple of consolations from Pufal and Matthew Wah. Um but again sort of too little too late um, but yeah it's hard to be too negative but it's um, overall that's 26 goals conceded I think by my count in 5 of the competitive games anyway so Five and a bit average in a game. That is, uh, we're not going to get anywhere with that, no matter who we've got, uh, offensively. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of worrying a wee bit. Uh, just the number of shots and, and goals that we're conceding, um, and you know, not really doing enough at the at the other end as well. Um, I think seventeen shots. Clan had the whole game against Cardiff. Um, so that's that's not going to win you games. You know what I mean? No. Um, so we need to be better from from that point of view. Uh, and you know, couldn't couldn't rely on uh, the power play. Uh, I think there was too many 
or too much in the way of penalties uh, during the game. Um, but you know, so I, I guess you could say the positive is that you're you're starting to score goals now uh, and not not relying on the power play. Yeah. Um, again, the the small statistics we were absolutely hammered in our defensive zone face off wise. They won thirty six percent of face offs, which doesn't help. Obviously, being down. Craig Moore, there's a, a bit of reshuffling. You want to see Tansky playing as a forward. We had Bierum back, so I'm not not sure how he did. He'll obviously take a couple of weeks to find his legs. It's good to have him back in there. Um, I don't know who he was playing on a line with, uh, whether it was third or potentially fourth line, not sure. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it's a bit worrying conceding that many goals and going forward you like to think that um, defensively there's there's a lot to work on um, but you hope that that's not to the detriment of, of the forward players. I mean you can't it is, it is the defence that will that will win his games. I think uh, okay a couple of guys will be struggling to score but we will get goals there's no doubt about it. I think being able to keep them out of the back will, will give us uh, give us that momentum going forward. Yeah, I think you know uh, there's something to be said about sort of building from the back. There's uh, a phrase that's that's been used uh, in the last few years, and um, you know I think that's where we need to start now. We need to start um, you know doing it doing a bit better defensively, and you know that that in turn will help the forwards as well because I feel like they're. Um, doing a lot more tracking back and so try to prevent the, the odd man rushes that we've that we've had the last few weeks um, you know re- resulting in a few goals so from that point of view yeah but you know a, a part of me also is thinking that we're not we're not sh- we're not shooting the puck enough um, as well and especially the last three games there you, you can look at the the stats there and, and say that you know the shots are nowhere near enough um, to to win a lot of games. So, um, from that point of view, that I think just uh, work work all all round uh, is required. I think for me going forward. Yeah, looking from the the game sheet there, it looks like um, Muzo was listed. Uh, certainly from the Cardiff game, I'm not seeing from the Belfast game. Mm. So. Um, it's good to, to get a few bodies back so we weren't playing that short. Um, I don't think it's really uh, too much of an excuse. And uh, yeah, as you say, a fair bit going forward to work on, but you know, some, some positives don't like to be too negative, but um, it's hard to really, it's hard to be buzzing about, about conceding that many goals. Mm. Is yeah, it? Um... I was just going to say, is it, uh, is it something that might mean we'll we'll see a, a bit of a chance for uh, McLaughlin? Not that I necessarily think Colleen's been really bad, but um, could that be a a catalyst for uh, sorting the defence out a wee bit if we give give McLaughlin a bit of time, um, especially if you look at those remaining Challenge Cup games. Because, um, albeit, yeah, you, you want to go through in the Challenge Cup, but um, if it's if we can get get a bit of uh, confidence going, then maybe those are the games to do it in. Yeah, um, I, I can see, I can see why um, you would maybe do that, but for me, you need to you need to be playing. Uh, Colleen and, and uh, just generally sort of play better, but I think if if it gets to the point where um, we're sort of we're out and there's no way through the the group for us in the Challenge Cup, then I think you might you might start seeing John McLaughlin play, and uh, yeah, I think that the rest of the team will, will really need to step up if that's the case. I agree. Um, so I mean, going forward then to next weekend if I just pull up the fixtures here uh, 
we are, I guess, then in Challenge Cup action again, is that right? Uh, we face... No, we're not, actually. No, we're not. We're in league action, uh, and it doesn't really get any easier. We've got Cardiff and then Sheffield away <laughs> next weekend. Yeah, like, so the next, uh, next four games are um, all away from home against Cardiff, Sheffield, and then Nottingham twice. Yeah, so it definitely doesn't get any easier, but... From that Cardiff game, you're looking for um, a defensive improvement. But then at the same time, you, you probably expect Cardiff to improve as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's going to be a, a real tough one. I don't see he's getting anything out of that points-wise, but hopefully uh, build a bit on, on the performance aspect. Yeah, I, don't, I can't see he's getting anything points-wise. Um, from that game, yeah, the main thing I want to see, though, is I want to... I want to see a, a better defensive um, display. I think if we lose, if we end up losing three one, I'd, I'd rather that than uh, than five three or you know six four or whatever. But um, just a, something a bit better defensively. Uh, it's not five goals or more. It's de- it'd definitely be an upgrade. I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Sunday, um, Sheffield have. Uh, started all right by their their kind of standards but I don't think they can claim to be any any better defensively than than we are really they shipped I think five there against Dundee on Sunday um, and I'd give ourselves a, a much more of a chance going in there uh, although with a talented sort of forward line um, and then obviously guys like Connolly wanting to do well but we've got We've got Matthew Wagon back there for the first time, so um, a couple of ex-players could be quite an interesting one, actually. Um, I'd give ourselves more of a chance there, but again, just the way we are shipping goals, it, it would really take something, I think, a bit special to go in there and get a win at the moment. Yeah, I, I can't see he's getting anything from, from that game, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you. Um, just, you know, kind of looking at the way Sheffield have started the season, yeah, they've not been great defensively, but offensively they've been uh, they've been banging in the goals, and it's not just uh, one or two players that's doing it either. It's you know throughout um, all the forward lines, um, they're getting that they're getting a lot of goals. Uh, so I think that's quite concerning for me. Um, you know, especially if you go into Cardiff and you sort of capitulate there, then. Yeah, it could be. It could be. I mean, it, it, we say this every year, but it's not. It's, it's obviously not an ideal start of the season. No. Um, playing your first month away from home, but yeah, I don't know. Generally, it needs to it needs to improve defensively before I before I start to get optimistic again. Before you start giving us virtual wins, prediction yep. wins. Yeah, yes. I mean the the thing definitely with this this month and home uh, away from home at the start of the season. It doesn't help, um, and the way the fixtures have have come there, it's it's tricky. Of course, I completely agree that you do have to play every team the same amount of times, but just just the way we're we're coming up against some pretty tricky games straight off the bat, um, it's tough. So we'll we'll just have to to see what happens, and yeah, we'll get those those home games towards the end of the season. But you want to get start building some momentum away from home um, yeah. and I suppose there's no better place to do it if we did manage to get get anything from there I'd be I'd be pretty happy but um, we'll see of course it, it leaves the, the standings not looking great I don't think we'll we'll go over really any details of what else sort of happened at the weekend other than maybe point out some of the some of the more interesting results, I think. One of those, I've got to give it to um, Manchester for a, a 2-1 overtime victory against Belfast yesterday. Yeah. Um, that was a real cracker. And then uh, Fife have uh, I've started really well. A, a 4-1 win down in Coventry. And then a 4-2 win back at home against Nottingham have looked looked really good um, so Fife unfortunately starting pretty well and 
in Manchester. That's a, a big result because we've seen what Belfast can do. Yeah, that's a, a huge result. But then, you know, we know Manchester are notoriously good at home uh, as well. So, uh, or have been in the past. So, I guess that was kind of one of the question marks going into the season is, you know, with the, the sort of high turnover there, uh, would they be able to, to still maintain that? And certainly it looks that way from, from the start of the season so far. Yeah, um, Guildford looking like they're they're scoring scoring goals as well as usual. So um, a lot of the teams up to their old tricks. Um, we'll need to really get a finger it. But um, yeah, so, uh, sorry, so, just on you go. Uh, a bit, a wee bit of a disappointing uh, weekend for for Dundee. Uh, you know, after the after the high of uh, thumping Clan twice of. Um, you know they've kind of they've not been doing it as well and lost three uh, one to Manchester a couple of weeks ago. Um, again, obviously Manchester at home there we know how good they are, but a couple of home games this weekend and losing five one to Nottingham. Um, it's not not great. Uh, and then a, another notorious uh, Dundee stat of always losing <laughs> in overtime. Yeah, and they were actually. Yeah. 4-1 down as well and got it back to, to 5 all. Um, so that's that's a bit gutting to lose that, that extra point but yeah, after their good start struggling a wee bit certainly they, they struggled maybe to, to score goals and then getting the 5 there is a positive but excuse me um, yeah, they'll they'll be disappointed because when you've got a two two home games in a weekend I think you'll be looking to, to get one or two wins out of that, so uh, not to be, but I like I really liked what I saw from Dundee. Um, when we did, we did see them, so I've got no doubt they'll be they'll be competitive. Um, even more so than they have been in the past. We know we know they can score. <laughs> in true five fashion, can score, likes to score, can assist, can, can score. Won't score. <laughs> That's us at the moment. The new can't kick, <laughs> won't kick. Uh, is is Glasgow on? Um, yeah. So the the table. I mean, it's it's obviously a wee bit skewed, uh, league wise, with only one, one or two games being played. But Fife Fife sitting proudly at the top. Sadly, again. Um, Manchester with two wins as well. Uh, Nottingham, Sheffield, Cardiff up there. Cup wise, we are third, third in the group, having played the most games. So, how? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I know that that we win against Fife's keeping us up there. Um, but yeah, Belfast, I think will will almost certainly win that one, that group. So, uh, a lot of work to be done, but. Here's hoping we can we can get going moving forward. Let's hope so. Elsewhere, uh, let's quickly run through a, a couple of um, predictions. In the league, Saturday, uh, Sheffield face Guildford. How do you see that one going? Guildford have had a, a bit of a weird start to the season as well. Uh, not... They've only had one. They've only had one league game, but in terms of the cup, you know, the uh, games where they sort of score a lot of goals and uh, conceding a few goals as well. So um, they're sort of difficult to read just now, uh, along with Sheffield. But I think you would you would have to say home advantage, uh, and that one I'll, I'll take Sheffield. Yeah, could finish nine all. Could they? Uh, two high scoring teams so um, it would be good to see Guildford get a win there of course um, but I think Sheffield's slight favourites uh, Fife against Coventry so reverse of last week's fixture I mean it's for me it's hard to see see how Fife won't win that given how well they've started but Coventry will definitely be, be looking to improve Danny Stewart going back to Fife and all that kind of stuff, but Coventry, you know, they've struggled a bit at the start. Yeah, they have. Um, 
I think their roster overall was, uh, you know, didn't didn't look that great, and you know they have lost key players, which I've spoke about as well. So, um, again, I need to need to see it before I before I believe it for Coventry. Uh, so I'll take faith in that one as well. Yeah, couple of goals for blood off, um, to start the season, but. Uh, kind of similarly to us, they're conceding quite a few and not being able to rely on a goalie that you know we tipped as somebody who could be you know one of the better ones in league. Phillips, um, so they're still to get going, I think. Um, yeah, um, that Gautier as well, just quickly four game, uh, four goals in his last two games, so he's he's on form. Yep, and that's having come straight from Australia as well, so. A good effort there. Um, did score against us, so we know he, he can score there. Likes to score. Um, Sunday, Belfast against Nottingham. A bit more of a test for Belfast, but again, I think they're, I think they're too strong um, for, for a lot of teams just now, so I'll take Belfast. Yep, I'm saying there. Uh, Dundee-Manchester. Toss-up. Pancake. <laughs> Pancake game. I'll take Dundee. Dundee yeah, I mean, I think, I think uh, Manchester, as you say, strong at home. So, um, maybe not quite adjusted yet to the, the bigger ice. So, Dundee definitely going in favourites. Um, it would be a good game for them to bounce back, I think. And um, finally, Guildford, Fife. Mm. It's a tight, tight game. It's a pancake. That's a pancake game as well. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Guildford though. I basically just picked every home team. Yeah. Um, I don't. I seem to remember Fife had a, an okay record down there. Um, yeah. I think they might just go in there and sneak it, which is poor. I'm disappointed with the amount of Fife publicity on this, but. Um, for me, they might win that one. Um, Challenge Cup, we've got a, a Guildford-Cardiff game on Thursday. Thursday night, which is interesting, but it's uh, the way it is, I guess. Um, Cardiff, for me, probably just too strong. Yeah, I agree with Cardiff as well. Uh, I don't know when when's the next uh, Champions Hockey League games. Uh, October the 8th. No, okay, so I think I'm pretty sure it's a so it's Cardiff have got Lulio left to play right. uh, oh no is that Belfast I think that might be Belfast so uh, Cardiff have got Frolunda yeah so Frolunda probably I mean they've won it in the past that'll be two really difficult games so yeah. potentially no wins there um, for either of those teams um, Belfast not not in as good a position, but the way the fixtures have worked out, I guess they've got probably the strongest teams, uh, in the in the end. I'm pretty sure it's a Thursday then Sunday maybe, um, oh, no. something like that. There's one more week, so. Uh, I I like to think that. You know, that maybe one of those can get through. If any, it's going to be Cardiff. Um, <clears throat> bit tough games, so they they'll be used to playing. Yeah. They'll be used to playing Thursday, so uh, they'll get into that <laughs> Belford game buzzing. Indeed. Um, Saturday Belfast Dundee. Um, yeah, I can guess what you'll go with for that, but you should tell Mass- us. You know. Massacre. Do you think? <laughs> Belfast massacre. Yeah, it could be, could be actually. Um, Manchester Nottingham. That's a, that's going to be a close one, because Nottingham Nottingham weren't really great in Fife there, um, and Manchester a similar sort of difficult place to go. I'll say A and E massacre in this one. <laughs> what that Nottingham going to get massacred? Just in, like just anyone in general, Manchester. Uh, yeah, actually, was that that was the. Was that, that was the infamous last year, wasn't it? it was the infamous, yeah. Incident game packed game. Um 
And then finally, Coventry Cardiff on Sunday. Um, well, I'll, I'll say I'll say Manchester in that one, and then I'll, right. I'll say Cardiff obviously on Sunday. Are you still going with that rule where you predict Cardiff for every game? Uh, yeah, why? Well, I mean, not officially this year, but um, I mean it's but unofficially. Still to pick against them, really. Yeah, I think I think for me at the moment it, it, it is difficult to pick against Cardiff and Belfast. Mm. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll wait and see, but um, yeah, it's it's looking difficult for anybody coming up against them. Um, I should mention that uh, Neil Hewitson on Twitter when we asked what our thoughts, what people's thoughts were on the weekend games. Um, made it quite clear that he thought the the D needed organised. <laughs> Too many goals and penalties conceded. Uh, should we get cover in for Craig Moore and Jack Moosel so we can have four lines and Tansky back in forward where he's most effective? Um, from the game sheet, it looked like Moosel was playing. I didn't see the webcast, so I don't know how much time he got, but maybe that was a mistake, I'm not sure. Um, Craig Moore... Uh, not really known how long he'll be out for although there was an interview with Fitzy before the weekend and he said that I think it looked like we'd be without Craig so I don't know if that implies he's maybe not really long term um, whether he'll be back next weekend or not I'm not sure but uh, when he, when Neil talks about cover is this, this the chance for Fitzy to lace up the skates? Um, well, he has said that he, that he would do it and he, he would stay in shape. So, uh, I mean, uh, if if he doesn't, if if now's not the time, then, then when is the time? Uh, and if not, then you know maybe a, you know one or, or two of the the Solway guys uh, again. I thought they played really well. Um, so from from the highlights and from what other people were saying as well, during uh, the pre-season games in the, in the first couple of games of the season as well so um, maybe worth a maybe worth a call up there Yeah I think if we went down to 40 you might be closer to seeing Fitzy uh, I think at the moment probably not especially when he can put Tansky there but I do agree we want to want to see what this team can do with a full lineup. so um, we've kind of covered the too many goals and penalties conceded stuff I think um, but thanks, obviously, for for comments that people send in. Um, the other clan-related thing uh, was that Chris Holt interview. I thought it was worth a mention. Um, it was pretty good. What did you think of it? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it was good to hear it, the whole interview. Uh, from start to finish, obviously, kind of had wee bits and pieces, but... Uh, it was good to, to hear the whole thing from from start to finish. I thought he was really positive about the whole thing. Mm. Um, obviously, the, the Bruton incident was mentioned and I'd said to you earlier, I really wanted to know what happened. <laughs> I mean, you want to know what happened there. Um, but yeah. it, it was obvious that that was a sort of team decision at the time. And... Uh, you know, everyone, everyone involved sort of would have done the same. So, um, I did like, I did like Britain when he played, and obviously that that Champions League goal was an absolute a classic. Uh, that was just a great night. It'd be it'd be good to to bring all that back, but um, yeah, I thought yeah, in, ge- in general, the, it's getting a bit exciting here, it's getting a bit hot under the collar. Um, but no, the the interview was good. And uh, I would actually like more of that if we can get it. Uh, more past player interviews. I understand it's probably quite a difficult thing, but um, even just when uh, it's been a, a shite start to the season, a wee ten minutes with Matt Keith or Meyer or something like that would be would be nice to to brighten up the brighten up the week. Yeah. You always kind of got that that impression uh, from Chris Holt as well. Obviously, he was uh, on the Purple Army podcast for a bit as well, um, which was <laughs> kind of surreal. But uh, 
it was just it was good good to see. Um, so you know you know what kind of what kind of person that, that Chris Holt was, and uh, yeah, it was just a really good interview actually. Uh, Craig Anderson was obviously asking him about if he would have wanted to stay on another year. And, uh, you know, just uh, I think he knew that he'd come to the end of his career. And, uh, you know, just talking about that and talking about stuff after his career as well. I um, thought it was really interesting and definitely worth a listen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and small things in it as well, like remembering when we had Travis Fullerton. Um, I think if we'd, we'd have known how solid he'd kind of go on to be in the league, we'd have we'd have held on to him. Um, I think yeah. things could have been could have been a bit different, but as it was, yeah, I think he spoke well about um, his relationship with Gary Russell, and it was probably true that maybe Gary Russell could have could have played a wee bit more, um, and so we'll see how that sort of translates to McLaughlin this year. I don't know what Fitz will be like in terms of giving him him a chance and stuff, but it is hard, like they touched on, that in big games and when there's points and stuff at stake, then uh, you go with your your number one and that's just the way it is in ice hockey. Yeah, I guess maybe perhaps a wee bit understated as well is that uh, obviously when, when Holt was... Um, Talking about you know like most games that you were going into were sort of must win games almost. Uh, and obviously that's not really something that, that a lot of hockey players are sort of familiar with throughout their career. So um, you know it's just kind of interesting to, to see their kind of side of it because obviously we are going thinking like it's a must win game and uh, really want the team to show up and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, it's not not always the always the case and obviously the you would like to think every player is going to give you a hundred percent, but um, there's obviously just stuff like that you don't really think about. Yeah, no, I know it's um, interesting. So yeah, I, I'd like to, I'd like more of that. Maybe maybe it should be down to us. Maybe we should contact players. Maybe we'll do. Um, so next week we've actually got Matt Keith and Stephen Meyer in the studio. Uh, Lee Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's maybe more that- our level. We've got Rich, Richard Tartman, Lee Baldwin and Dan Nicola coming in the studio next week. Um, <laughs> so so get your questions sent in. Um, we'll be sure Jeff, to pass them on. Jeff Smith was going to uh, appear, but he couldn't manage it. He slipped and fell. We, we actually we wanted Jeff Smith on. We asked him last year. Um, he's, he's still on his way over, so we don't, we don't know yet when he'll get here. Still um, on his way down. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully soon. Um, any other ice hockey matters we've missed? Uh, we're not going to get anyone now after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you never know. You never know. Nah, I've got, I don't really have anything else to, to add at this point. Yourself? I was going to... Nah, no, not, not the hockey stuff. I was going to mention that we should talk briefly about to the Scotland national team, and that's not ice hockey. But I know that you were uh, you were at the game last no, week. No, nah, I wasn't. Were you not? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Right. Okay. You. I thought you maybe were going to be, but anyway. Uh, yeah. No. I, I was. I was going to be, and then uh, just something came up, so I just thought, nah. Right. And it was a. It was a good. A good dodge because. Solid, um, Solid choice. The whole weekend really wasn't good. I think there was a bit of optimism as ever going into the Russia game, but after that, after that McGinn goal, I think we were really poor. And then Belgium just ran over the top of us on Monday. So uh, it's gone from maybe a wee outside chance of sneaking into somewhere to everything's on this playoff game uh, in March. I think it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think mathematically, I think we're out of it now as well. Are we? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it shows you how much I'm actually paying attention to. It, but uh, four games left, um, including a home game against San Marino. So 
Yeah. yeah. So I'll play for there. Out of interest, I think the, the fact that the ticket prices are fixed at whatever ridiculous amount they are, um, if they get more than 15 people for the San Marino and Cyprus home games <laughs> combined, then they'll be lucky. Yeah, it'll be amazing. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, it, the Belgian game was, was paid at the gate. You know what I mean? That's like one of the, one of the top national teams uh, in the world and, you know, people still not willing to, to pay money and, and, and go and see it and, and rightfully so, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I think obviously Friday had a, a big, the, the Russia game had a big impact on that. Um, but, yeah. But even, even still, yeah, it's, it's not good and I don't think we can really put much much blame with Steve Clark, but I think just we've got some pretty good players in there, but it's just not really, it's just not happening for Scotland at all. Nah, it's, it's difficult to sort of pinpoint one thing in, in particular, but you know, so for me, it's you start every qualifying campaign with the wrong guy in charge and uh, one bad result, and uh, a few weeks later. Uh, you've got somebody else in charge and it's, you know, it's difficult to come in halfway through a qualifying campaign and try and rally the team round but um, I think you know I think we've got the right guy there uh, a few difficult games uh, as we're well aware of um, possibly you know should have done better in the Scotland game uh, the, the Russia game to get can even beat ourselves <laughs> Um, possibly, you know, should have been doing better against Russia, but uh, wasn't wasn't to happen. And you kind of look forward now to the well, look, for, look, look <laughs> forward, but you so look to the future to the yeah um, to the the playoff game now is your only your only sort of chance of getting in. Yeah, and I think uh, Steve Clark wise, he's got to be. Kept on obviously to to build up to that, and then for the next campaign as well, and and see where we get to after that. But um, whoever it is, I think is it possibly Bulgaria, uh, somebody like that that we're looking at. I actually don't really know. Again, not paying enough attention because I've switched <laughs> off from it. But uh, it will be it will be tricky anyway. So. You know, there's no absolutely no guarantees that we'll be we'll be competitive in that one either. So, uh, not looking great all in all, but um, just like Clan, we'll be forever, forever hopeful. No, yeah, we won't. Uh, we won't. Fuck it, we're shite. Well, no, no, but no, we won't. We won't be. I don't really know either who who the possible opponents are. I get. I think it. Uh, I think it depends on. Um. Where where teams finish, uh, in their groups and stuff like that. So, I think we'll actually know. Uh, you know, who who we're going to be playing until after that point. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, was there anything else we wanted to discuss this week? Uh. We should. Nah, we, should uh, we should obviously get back to our. Um, critical mode in other sections next time but I think there was too much too much negative energy we just had mm. to get through it we just had to, to battle through it yeah no I agree just yeah. have to, to battle through it first <laughs> few games back you need to get through it absolutely um, people, people want to know so uh, not I mean not not great in terms of clan and stuff this week, uh, but but some some stuff to build on, um, and hopefully going forward we're not coming on again, talking about uh, shipping another five goals every game, and we're scoring five and cleans getting shutouts and all that. But uh, clan goalies and shutouts doesn't really go together, so I've got my suspicions. But here's to next week anyway. Yeah, definitely. We'll see what happens, but uh, it's definitely. It's, I mean, it's it's looking bleak, obviously, from 
from the outset, but you never know. Strange things, strange things have happened. Stranger things have happened. They have, and my voice went funny. A good series <laughs> that is as well. Stranger things, get that watched. Um, Indeed. But uh, maybe talk about that and other weird shit next time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so thanks, thanks as ever for turning up, folks. And uh, number fifty-eight will be around the corner at some point. Uh, have a great week and uh, let's fucking get right in there. Let's get fucking mad with it. Come back next week. <laughs> we'll just be hammered next week, so he's like that. Oh. <laughs> sure, my man. <laughs>